Robert A. Wall, the voice of the jungle, broadcasting on the DVC to all points unknown. If you're within the sound of my voice, you're listening to Welcome Home Podcast on the DVC. Hello and welcome home. Thank you for joining us on episode 138 of Welcome Home, a Disney Parks and Vacation Club podcast. I'm Tom. I'm here with Trevor. No Damon this week. Damon's in Hilton Head. Yeah, which is, you know, good for him. He's he's getting a vacation with his family. That's important. So Yeah, yeah. He's not at, just so we should note, he's not at the Hilton Head Resort, but he is using his points at an RCI resort, I believe, mm-hmm. this week, right? Yeah, so we'll get to hear about that when he gets back. And not related to dvc or anything either but you're also taking a bit of a trip too aren't you yeah so we're actually recording this kind of in the middle of the week which is a little weird for us uh mm-hmm. but i was a little scared trevor i'm not gonna lie because i'm always scared we're gonna have enough content to talk about on the show but then like so much stuff got <laughs> announced the past like four days <laughs> like, disney delivered <laughs> they really did it's like yeah. the disney gods uh sh- you know shined upon us <laughs> it's, you know, so all this stuff to talk about and i was worried because you know and, and so by the way if you guys listen to this on monday we recorded it the week prior so there's probably some stuff that's going to happen over the weekend that we're not going to talk about but we'll talk about it on the next show exactly the nice nice thing about having a weekly show right yeah I did want to mention uh, we've been talking about this meetup. I officially put an event on our Facebook page, so mm-hmm. it is out there. Yeah, uh, so, so May fourteenth. <laughs> yeah, May fourteenth. Yes, and I did. Sh- I put seven p.m. I think that's probably the time it's going to happen. But you know, TBD. Just you know, if mm-hmm. you're going to be there, be there. We'll we'll figure out the time later. But I think seven's a good time. Yeah. But um. If you do want to come, uh, please, you know, go on there and say either you're interested or going. And then I hope the people that are interested later will say going or just not be interested anymore. Um, but you know, listen, it's, it's a far way out, right? It's, it's still what, uh, nine months away. Yeah. Right. So it's, you have a lot of time. Yeah. Which for me, like I, I know. I know for some people, they say that's, you know, I can't think that far in the future for me, (laughs) me personally, I had to book it that far out because, uh, um, yeah, obviously, you know, traveling internationally, I do have to, I mean, it's not to say I couldn't book a quick trip, but I've personally found that, you know, the, the more that I plan ahead, the less money I pay overall for things. So yeah, that makes sense. So that's a big factor in this one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So if, if you do plan on coming, if you do plan on joining us, you know, that invite will be, I mean, that event will be on our page until we have the event. So, you know, just make sure you go in there and say that you're coming or that you're interested or whatever. So. Exactly. Um, you don't have to do it today. You don't have to do it tomorrow. I mean, you could do it a couple weeks before it happens. So, <laughs> or I mean, even like right before it happens. We just we want to get a good idea of numbers at some point so we can figure out where we're going to do this because you know if, if a fair amount of people come, we got to find a space that can, that can accommodate that. So mm-hmm. we'll see. Yeah. All right. So anyway, right. you want to start doing some listener questions? Yeah. Let, let's get into this because um, so I I would like to. Yeah, we, we've got a lot of things to talk about with we the, the Disney news. So yeah, let's let's just get into this. So yeah, let's, um, let's I guess talk. yeah, I'll, I'll start with Vicky's here. Um, uh, so Vicky says we usually stay in studios to stretch our points and come for around four weeks. Since our last two trips have been canceled, we have a lot. She puts in caps um, of points to use next summer, assuming the borders are open. Uh, we don't want to go crazy with our points, and we'll bank some of them so we can splurge the following year. So instead of doing a studio next year, we're going to do a one. We're going to do one bedrooms. We enjoy split stays, and we'll happily do a few. We can't afford one bedrooms for our entire stay. 
which would you stay at? We have a 15-year-old boy and 11-year-old girl, so rooms where they don't have to share a bed would be great, um, but they're used to it, so they don't mind. Okay, so um, one-bedroom resorts. I, I, I think I already know your answer to this. <laughs> I, I, you might not know, I, you know. So, so, so let's pretend it's not boardwalk. And where would you say <laughs> to stretch point? I, so she wants to, you know. So it's a, it's a good question. And right. come, they're going to come for around four weeks. Wow, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think if you're going to stretch points, I mean, I don't think you can do any better stretching points at than at Saratoga Springs or Oki West, right? I mean, that's 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 the place to go in my mind. Yeah, and, and actually, I mean, to that end, if if you're staying that long, it's you know those resorts are a good opportunity to um, have some downtime. Like it's oh, yeah. they're 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 far enough away, you, you know. I, I, like really, all the resorts are quiet. Honestly, in my opinion, even sorry, I will disagree with anyone that says that the poly is too loud with the boats. I don't. They don't boat horns. Me. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> whatever. But. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I I think old Key Wessons and. And uh, Saratoga are, you know, they're far enough away from the parks that it kind of feels like you're, um, you're removed from the normal park atmosphere, I guess. Like yeah. if, if, because so if I was going to do a split stay and I was specifically looking at one bedroom, I would, I would try those resorts just to, for the sake of exploring the resorts, right? Yeah. yeah so, sure. so yeah, those would be high on the list. And then I think I would, I would look at that, and I would look at Animal Kingdom. I think would be my two. Yeah, bit. that's a good choice too. Yeah, if you're going to do a split stay, I because because kind of like you said, if you're going to be there for that long, you know, you have some down days. Animal Kingdom is great for a down day because mm-hmm. you can you know just hang out, look at the animals. They have really nice pools there. You know, you, there's there's a lot of a lot of cool stuff you could do there. So uh, I also will mention too. Uh, let me see here. I, I want to make sure that this is correct. Before I say it, oh, actually, no, I'm wrong about this. I thought for some reason that the Saratoga one bedrooms were a little bit larger than some of the other ones, but actually, it's not. I just pulled up some info here on a uh, DVC info and uh, looking at some of the other resorts, and it looks like there's some some pretty nice sized ones. Uh, yeah, so if you go to like uh, an Animal Animal Kingdom Kidani one bedroom Savannah is actually one of the bigger ones that you can get. Mm-hmm. Eight hundred and seven square feet, according to this. There you go. <laughs> That's a nice size. I mean, and then, you know, like a Saratoga they have down is 714. So it's like a full, you know, like 100 more, 100 more square feet. So it's like an extra yeah. closet or something. I don't know. Yeah. Well, and then at Saratoga, you're going <laughs> to, with a one bedroom, you're going to get the king size bed and uh, the one, the one uh, queen size sleeper sofa. So, you know, they're going to have to have to share a bed. Right. Uh, yeah. I, and I guess, yeah, to, to that end about sharing a bed is that you, you do have to, I guess, the ne- next look at resorts that have the, uh, the little pull down beds. Right? Yeah. 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 So, um, Riviera has that in a one bedroom, don't they? Or I thought they did. They might. I know there's, so the thing is, I know the studios do, or I, I know a lot of, a lot of the studios have, those configurations, but I haven't looked into how many one bedrooms have that. Yeah, it's a good question. I actually yeah. don't know. That's yeah, off the top of my head, I don't. Yeah, it looks like DVC Info hasn't updated this. Come on, DVC Info, get on this. Uh, I don't. <laughs> There's no Riviera on here, so I, I couldn't tell you. But I'm, I'm sure we could look it up pretty quickly. Um, I'm, but I'm seeing if I can find anything on pull down beds. 
Yeah. I think they do. Beds. I'm pretty sure Riviera has the pull down bed. Yeah. Like the one from the wall. They have the Murphy bed one. Right. Yeah. But, but that's still like, it's like a, a queen size or a double or a queen size. I bed, think it's right? a queen. I think it's a queen. Yeah. I believe it's a queen. Yeah. And then, you know, um, wow. I'm just, I'm just looking, you know, Oki West might be a good option for you. Just look at yeah. Oki West is uh Oki West has like the biggest rooms of all of the one bedrooms. So that might be the way to go. <laughs> there was Oki West. I was thinking of not Saratoga that had the really big rooms. I knew one of them had much bigger rooms and that's Oki West does. And it has a king size bed, a queen size sleeper sofa and a sleeper chair. So you could do the sleeper chair if you really want to. Yeah. So here's actually, um, so I, yeah, I just sent you this link. Um, I found another site, dvcreservations.com. Um, they actually have, they have a nice, um, layout of the different room configurations. So looking at one bedrooms, yeah. Animal kingdom has it. Um, Bay Lake tower would be another good one, a king queen sofa and the chair bed. So you, so, you know, for your kids, you can have the, the split up, um, or, you know, they can have separate beds. Um, boardwalk doesn't. So sorry, Tom boardwalk is, (laughs) well, boardwalk is not a good use of points anyway. So yeah. (laughs) Um, old key West does as well. And then, um, Saratoga has the King, a Murphy and a bunk bed. Yeah. So yeah, there's a, there's a few options there. I'm assuming by the bunk bed, they mean the one that pulls out from under the TV. Yeah, that that's what I was thinking yeah. of is the so so Not that the, one's technically yeah. um, like it's a pull down like a Murphy bed, but yeah. Yeah. But it comes down from under the TV. I honestly I've always wanted to sleep in that bed. It kind of seems like nice and cozy and just if if I were I think I'm too tall for it probably, but mm-hmm. like, you know like I've always wanted to sleep in one of those little pull downs. They just seem they just seem nice. I don't know. My why. kid enjoys it. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Well, I hope that that helped. I mean, I'm I'm a little jealous you're going for a month. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, I've got a lot of points built up too. I have a crazy amount of points built up. I I don't even know what to do with them all. I'm going to bank up one more time, but I'm pretty sure I have more than enough to do a grand villa next year if I want to, which I kind of want to do. I just think just, I feel like that would yeah, be kind of awesome. Just to try it. Yeah. Yeah, why not, right? Like, yeah, do I mean, I would have to have people coming with me. Like, I wouldn't do a grand villa with three of us. That's just dumb. You know, like, that would just really? be stupid to do. <laughs> you, <Yeah. laughs> you wouldn't like to have an apartment to yourself, basically? Yeah, that just, that just seems a little crazy. I yeah. mean, I, I just wouldn't do that. But, but yeah, so, I mean, like, like I, Vicky, what I would do, I would look at the points charts and see what the best use of your points are. I typically think that, like... An old Key West or Saratoga are going to be the the best use of your points, and like Trevor said, they're great too because they're they're relaxing, kind of quiet places where you can you know go and do other stuff if you want to golf. You know, there's golf courses right there, but also there's so many different pools, and and they're so big and spread out, and you know, especially if you go to Saratoga, then you could do some Disney Springs time pretty easily. You know, so yeah, there's there's some options there. Yeah, all right, exactly. so. So Chris says, with the release of extra magic hours, it seems so far to be one day a week. Uh, well, let's first of all, let's correct this. Not extra magic hours, right? It's uh, what, what are they calling it? It's uh, <laughs> okay. Let's just call it extra magic hours for now. Cause yeah, what, whatever. Oh, yeah, that's true. Okay. So with the release of extra magic hours, it seems so far to be one day a week for only two of the four parks. This is the nighttime hours because the daytime ones are are every day in every park, right? Yeah. So this is just the nighttime ones that apply to DVC and Deluxe, right? So uh, if Hollywood Studios and Animal Kingdom are somehow not included, which is, I mean, it's possible, uh, this seems like 
not much of a perk at all. I first of all, mm-hmm. I think it's a perk regardless because it's even if it's only Magic Kingdom and only I don't know why they wouldn't do Animal Kingdom. I can understand Hollywood Studios. Hollywood Studios has been since Rise of Resistance opened and Mickey and Minnie opened has been like the place to be. I mean, it's not going to exceed Magic Kingdom, but it just it's been busy, right? Like the the park passes have been selling out faster there than anywhere else. Um I I think it's just possible they haven't announced it yet for those those parks, you know? Yeah. I mean, that's that could be it and it could be, you know, again with with things coming back to normal gradually, it could be a staffing issue. Oh that, yeah, that could be you, it too. Yeah. You know, they just don't have the people right now to facilitate that and yeah, you're right, it may come later that you know, as as we get further further into the 50th year, they'll say, hey, you know, now we can do Animal Kingdom and and Hollywood Studios. I think part of it too may hinge because Hollywood Studios, or they, they just announced the nighttime show coming back yeah, for that, right? It just came back, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I, again, I, I got to wonder specifically there if maybe they're kind of waiting until they have more nighttime type stuff to justify it because mm. – like I, like I, phantasmic, you mean? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> because that, that's the other thing too is you know, you know, there is phantasmic specifically is a nighttime show, and if you're having the park open, it, like I, I know what you're saying is you know, you know, um, Galaxy's Edge and Toy Story Land are busy, but I feel like, or at least for me personally, Hollywood Studios like once you've done all that stuff, you would just be standing around a lot. Like I, I don't feel like there would be as much of a reason to spend the evening there as I would in Epcot or magic kingdom. Like I just feel yeah. there's more to do. Well, and rise of the resistance is not going to be available anyway. Right. Yeah. So it's, yeah. It's, it's, it's not like you're going to be waiting there for like yeah. a, because it was the same thing. Um, or, or so on the flip side, you know, with animal kingdom, um, what a lot of people have done is as you get towards the end of the day with uh flight of passage, you know, to like the, the wait times go way down. So that could be a perk there. there again, there's enough stuff in animal kingdom that I could see that happening before Hollywood studios, just because there's stuff that as the day winds down, it's like, you can get in a lot of stuff really quick, which I think that's a lot of the perk is, you know, they don't want to, they don't want to open up these hours, and be like, hey, the park's open, but it's like, okay, great, the park's open, but I'm standing here not doing anything, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah, I, I know what you're saying. Uh, you know, it, and we, we actually speculated a lot on what this was going to look like, right? And and it looks like it, they're gonna be, it's going to be a two-hour time period, mm-hmm. which you can get some stuff done. I mean, <laughs> you're not going to do a ton. get a lot done in two hours. Yeah, but, yeah. I mean, yeah. It, it's more than an hour, right? We, we thought it might be an hour, right? So... Yeah. <laughs> it's more than that. Um, I, I think it's just more to come at this point, right? I think I don't think we can judge it based on uh, what's going on right now, right? Like, I, I think we just need to wait a little bit more for them to announce more things. Yeah. So, uh, so you know, just hold on to your top hat and monocle. You'll, you know, <laughs> you'll be able to use it in Hollywood Studios at some point. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So the only ones they have listed so far are for Epcot and for Magic Kingdom. And uh, basically, ten to midnight for uh, Epcot, nine to eleven for Magic Kingdom, ten to midnight, nine to eleven. So, mm. and they only have a few dates listed so far. There's only four dates on here uh, that I see. So it's you know, there's going to be more. Just gotta yeah. wait. Actually, I wonder if that's also balancing with um, 
like boobash. Oh yeah, it spell. has to, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, that almost makes me wonder if Phantasmic is coming back sometime soon because maybe they're just waiting on on that to like you know really figure out when these nights will be you know or could, maybe they won't do Phantasmic every night maybe they'll do it only a couple nights a week I don't know yeah, uh, or may- but or maybe they'll just delay it because they may have some plans for Christmas stuff in Hollywood Studios I don't know there, there's yeah there could be a lot of reasons why I mean I can't imagine being the person that has to come up with the schedules for this stuff because with all the special events that are going on and then you know with with trying to add these kinds of things in and. You know, there's probably uh, it's probably a nightmare to figure out all this stuff. So yeah, I'm sure we'll hear more soon enough. <laughs> so patience, so, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> so um, sorry, I'm I'm reading the next question here, and like I mean, this is an obvious answer for you, obviously. Yeah, I was I was going to say I don't, I don't even know why you put it on here for me. So okay, so Connor, that's fair. Yeah, Connor says if you could have one DVC contract with 150 points, what would you pick? Let's assume all points, charts, expiration dates, costs, dues were exactly the same, and you could only stay at one resort for the entirety of the contract. Polly, done. Yeah, exactly. I, I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> See, now yeah. I have a different. I, I have an answer that uh, you know might well probably won't surprise you. The answer is boardwalk. <laughs> so, <laughs> but so it, it is different from where you have points, at least. <laughs> well, yeah, because it's first of all, it's hard to buy points at boardwalk, right? Like just right now, like it's just in general hard. They don't come up often. They're expensive. You know, it's it's you don't want to. I, I don't want to buy points at boardwalk because there's not that much left on the contract either. You know, I mean, there's a, there's like, you know, a good amount of years left, but it's not like my Animal Kingdom contract, which, you know, when I bought it had like 45 years on it, you know, mm-hmm. but still. So let's say, yeah, let's say we reset the clock on all that and all the points, charts, expiration dates, cost dues were the same as everything. Else. I, I'm going boardwalk. That's that's easy. Yeah, no, that I, I, you know, that totally would make sense for and actually, sorry, now that I'm. Now that I've been staying at the Poly as much as I have, I say that now. When if we went back to when I initially was looking at DVC, I actually would have said uh, Grand Californian because that's where okay. we were we were originally looking to get points. Well, any Disneyland person is going to say Grand Free Californian, right? Like because that's the because yeah. that's well, your a your only option, and b also extraordinarily difficult to book and get. You know, it's just difficult, right? Right. And, and I mean, I've, I've stayed there cash, which I mean, that was enough that got me looking at it. Like the, you know, that resort is, is pretty, I mean, it's, it's wilderness lodge basically, but attached to a theme park. Right. So exactly. exactly. Um, yeah. So yeah, I guess, you know, maybe ask this question again in five years and the answer might be different, but yeah, right now my answer is (laughs) Polly. Yeah, I mean that's I, I figured that was going to be the answer, right? Mm. So <laughs> anyway, uh, that's a good one. I, I you know honestly I, I put that on there just because I knew it was going to be your answer. So and I, <laughs> I, I, I just had to put it in there. Fair enough. Uh, so Dan says with Ma- with Magical Express phasing out and the Brightline train being delayed indefinitely, I'm surely not the only Disney traveler looking at flights to Tampa. Why wouldn't uh, MCO, which is Orlando Airport, try to work with Disney and Mirrors to keep the Magical Express running, even with some fee attached? Well, there is. <laughs> and we're actually going to talk about it. Mirrors actually just announced their pricing for their version of Magical Express, right? And we'll, we'll talk about that in a few. So that's that's happening. I mean, yeah. Yeah, yeah and, and and I guess the thing about that is, you know, it, it's not MCO's job to act as mediator between Disney and Mirrors. Like Disney, yeah. Disney and Mirrors had the setup 
Disney decided, or I, I mean, actually, we don't know the full story, but somewhere between really? Disney and Mears, they decided that it wasn't working anymore. And it may have been with the, you know, we're, we're all basing this on the Brightline train, right? And it could be that, you know, Disney may have just looked at at something else, you know, cost or whatever, and said, hey, this doesn't make sense to to pay the bill for this anymore, and put it back to Mears, which, yeah, you know, stay tuned, guys. We're going we're gonna to talk about the pricing around yeah. that. So. Yeah. I, I guess to answer this is, you know, we are still going to have the magical express, but it's not going to be the magical express. It's going to be a, it's called mirrors connect, I believe. Yeah. yeah it is. And, um, the, the funny thing is, is that, and I've said this before, this is this, I've already seen this because this is how it was set up in, uh, for LAX to Disneyland. It was, and oh I yeah, believe, yeah. I believe it was actually operated. They they've since shut it down because, um, actually, or yeah, I can't. The the I don't know if it was Mirrors. I'd have to go back and look. But who it was? Yeah, yeah. I the, don't remember the, who it was either. But yeah, but there was a company that was doing it. But then same thing as it got to a point where there was enough people finding alternative ways of getting there that it wasn't profitable for them. The difference being, you know, from Orlando Airport to, um, you know, any of the theme park resorts. Like th- this is going to be uh, a thing that's in demand for a very long time. So yeah, it, it's it's interesting to me because I, you know, we we talked about this, right? What was it? Magical Express only started in in two thousand five, right? So it's only been around yeah. for like fifteen years, right? So obviously before that, people found a way to get from the airport to Disney, right? Whether that be a taxi. And the interesting thing about this to me is that now we have so many more options than we had in 2005 right i mean mm-hmm. we've got uber we got lyft we got you know all these different uh, you know companies that will get you there and and i do see a lot of people kind of you know freaking out a little bit about it and and given like listen magical express was a great convenience right because it was just like oh disney's gonna get me to the resort right and it takes it takes a step out of the equation right yeah it and, just makes and, things simple but and i think that's always been the the thing is that you know people want it to be you know as you get off the plane it's it and and i believe you know jeremy mentioned this uh, when we when we originally talked about yeah. magical express being canceled is it's you know that transition into the disney bubble starts at the airport it's not yeah okay i gotta figure out where my driver is or i gotta figure out you know where to get on the bus or whatever um to be fair though that the one advantage that mirrors has here is literally all of that stuff is already in place for them because they can just take over where the magical express is so so for those of us that have been traveling there, you know, if you want to keep using mirrors, I don't think it's going to look much different than what you're doing right now. The only difference is, is that you're having to pay some money up front to use it. Yeah. And I mean, that's, you know, I understand why that bothers some people because Disney's expensive enough already. It was nice that it was like included in your trip. Right. But I do tend to believe, and I, I think I said this at the time that they canceled it, that you know, the pro- proliferation of all of these options of people getting to the parks, you know, how many people did you see in the groups that were like, oh, I've been taking Uber for years anyway, or I rent my own car now because I don't like to take the bus system or, you know, like it, people were doing different things already. And I, I think Disney saw that within their surveys and they pr- probably also within just the usage, right? I'm sure they knew mm-hmm. how many people were, were using it. And and I'm sure they just felt like it, it wasn't worth the expense anymore. And, you know, unfortunately, that's the thing that happens sometimes with the business. That, and that really stinks because it really just inconveniences a lot of people and it's an additional expense. Um, but, you know, I, I do think it's partly because people were choosing other options and, and, you know, didn't like that the Magical Express took you to the airport three 
hours early or, you know, or that you had to stop at five resorts before you got to your resort. You know, yeah. I, I, I think there were people that really didn't like that. And, and get, listen, the, the bag check was convenient. Like, you know, them taking your bag to your right to your resort was great. But again, some people don't want to wait four hours for their luggage to show up either. You know, like that's the thing some people don't want to do either. So, you know, it's, it really, I, I'm, I understand why people are upset. I really do. I just, I also think there's what there were some cons to Magical Express that people didn't like and were using other methods already. And this is just kind of going to accelerate that move to that. But again, even if you want to continue doing Magical Express, there's going to be an option that's basically Magical Express. Yeah. And, and the funny thing is, I, so I saw somebody commented on there. They, I saw in a group somebody posted and they said, you know, oh, they're offering, you know, Mears is offering this thing. And they went, you know, I don't know how, how I feel about this because, you know, it stops at multiple resorts. And I what? went, wait a minute. You, so you obviously never took the magical express before because that's, that's exactly what it, what it did. So it used to stop at like, five, yeah. it would stop at like five resorts. <laughs> yeah. So, so to your point, I don't think, I think a lot of people had an idea of what the magical express was or they, yeah. they liked the idea of it. But yeah, to your point, I don't think there was as many people using it or you know actively using it that we think there was like you know we used it and we did the you know uh, a, a couple of trips ago it was like hey we had to stop at like pop century and and i can't remember it was pop century and there was one other resort before we even got to the poly so yeah it was like it was like a huge round trip before we got to our resort so yeah, and some people don't like that, and some people didn't like that. The, I mean, the three hours early thing—you know—that was the thing I always heard people complaining about, right? Is that they'd, you know, their flight was at eleven, but they had to get on Magical Express at eight o'clock, you know, mm-hmm. or even earlier than that. And, and, yeah, we, and so pe- I, people didn't like that, you know. So our our departure day was we would check out at eleven. We would have to be on the Magical Express by one, so we could catch our flight by five. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and that, I mean, and some people don't want to do that. They'd rather just grab an Uber, or, you know, <laughs> like yeah. there's, there's a lot of other options these days. So we'll talk about this more when we get to yeah, the, let's, the connect. Yeah. Let, let's circle back on this. So, so yeah, 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 yeah. Dan, I think we kind of answered your question. Um, I think, I think so. But, um, all right. You want to do Francisco's? Yeah. So Francisco says you're given the opportunity as a Disney Imagineer to imagine or reimagine a restaurant. Where are you adding, where are you adding it or replacing what is your theme and what specialty specialty items would you like to include? This could include character dining, family, sit down, quick serve, or stand or any combination. That's a really broad question there. Yeah. Does, <laughs> so if if we could I, reimagine a restaurant. I want to turn Liberty Tree into you know that Muppet show that they were doing in, in Liberty Square there for a little while? Mm-hmm. Do that show inside Liberty Tree. <laughs> Like, keep it the same theme, kind of, but make it like that Muppets, like, fun thing that they do. Right. That's my idea. That's what you get. There it is. <laughs> okay. Um. All right. What I would... So, so this is entirely rose-colored glasses that I'm working off okay. of here. Um. But I would like to see Pizza Planet be reinvented. Be a real place. Well, no, so it was. So, so. Well, yeah, I know, but like be like the real pizza planet. Yeah. So, so what I would like to see is like in Toy Story Land, um, you, you know, I'm sure Woody's barbecue is great and whatever, but, um, you know, redo Pizza Planet and make it like, like 
old school nineties Chuck E. Cheese. Yeah. And you, you all know what I'm talking about. Like not, not the silly ticket games. Don't give me the, you know, the, the ones that are more neon lights than actual video game. Um, you know, I want, I want basically like, like how Disney quest used to be with all, you know, the arcade games and the ski ball and all that stuff as a pizza planet and put it actually in toy story land. Have to be the pizza planet playset. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That they shrunk down to. Yeah. I mean, I think if you're going to have pizza planet, you got to have like the full thing, right? You got to have like the, the robot guards at the door that like open, you know, open their. Yeah, totally. Like you got to have that whole thing. Yeah. Go all in on it. Right. (laughs) Yeah. No, I, I totally agree. I a hundred percent. Yeah. I'm trying to think of what other things you could do. I mean, there's so much you probably could do and I'm just like off the top of my head, not thinking. Um, I, I think, there was, I feel like there was talk about this with the with the Splash Mountain retheme, but I feel like doing like Tiana's restaurant from that movie would mm-hmm. be cool, right? Now, you can- now the so the interesting thing is we already have um, in New Orleans Square in Disneyland there is like it's New Orleans style food um, at the New Orleans Cafe. Um, that I could see pot like it's it's close enough there because it's right next or well actually the weird thing is is that it's not right next to splash mountain and haunted mansion is between splash mountain and new orleans square or or rather like it's there's a bit of separation there but haunted mansion actually that one does kind of fit in as that bayou type mansion so yeah 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 so it could like they could turn that into like a whole I don't know. I mean, it would be weird because Haunted Mansion would be in the middle, but you could like, yeah, have like the Tiana or the Princess and the Frog Splash Mountain and then the restaurant in New Orleans Square. I think that's what you got to do. Like, I think that I think people would really like that. You know, I'm saying at Disney World. I'm not even saying Disneyland. I'm saying at Disney World. Like, I don't know where you'd you'd have to add a whole new restaurant, right? Because there's there's not really a restaurant. We need a land, actually. We we need a New Orleans Square in Disney World. Yeah, that would be tough to pull off in Disney World unless you had it like really disjointed, uh, and and you know had it somewhere really far off of Splash Mountain because there's you know it's basically Splash Mountain is there and then there's I don't want to say there's not a lot around it but there's kind of not a lot around there's, it. There's bathrooms and that's about yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, pretty much right. And there's a train station and that's it. So and Big Thunder, yeah, yeah, Big Thunder. But Big Thunder is close, but not that close. I mean, it's pretty. I mean, it's got some a little gap there too, right? I mean. So yeah. it's, yeah, I mean, what, where do you put a restaurant there? But I think that would be a cool thing to have. I, I agree with your pizza planet idea though. That, that would be cool. You know what I'd like to see actually too. And they have this, I think on one of the Disney cruise ships, I would love to see like a, uh, a, a Wreck-It Ralph, like, uh, but, but with, um, sugar rush, like a sugar rush, like, uh, like ice cream parlor or like candy place or something. Oh, okay. So yeah. I, I was thinking like lit wax originally, but no, like, Oh no, actually, no, no. Like well, game. that'd be cool too. Yeah. I'm thinking like, yeah, no, I'm thinking like a sugar rush kind of thing, <laughs> which they, okay. I think they do have that on one of the cruise ships. Um, but that would be kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. Actually. Yeah. That would be neat. Now that, now that you've got me thinking about is it. like, like the, the, the candy kingdom. Yeah. Kind of vibe to it. Right. Yeah, but not like one of those off-the-shelf places where you like, you know, you go and just scoop your candy into a bag. Like, there's got to be something more to it than that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, be, so, so actually, now that you've got me thinking about this, 
what would be cool is you know how they're kind of using like with with the the Star Wars hotel that we're going to be talking about or the the Star Cruiser, yes. how like yes. you you've got the the viewing out into space kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. It would be cool if they you know if they did something where you walked into um like a candy store or an ice cream parlor, but then there it looks like there's a window, but it's looking out into the candy kingdom. Into okay, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. cool. I like that. Yeah, that that would be really interesting. And then, like, you, maybe you could see like the racers going by in the background and stuff like that. Well, they should just make like a cabinet arcade game of of, of Sugar Rush. I mean, like, they should just have that as an existing thing, right? Like, that's who doesn't want to play that? Knockoff <laughs> Mario Kart. But, yeah, yeah. But yeah. well, yeah, that's exactly what it is, right? I mean, it's knockoff Mario, Mario Kart. That's that's all Sugar Rush is, right? Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I just think that'd be kind of cool, even if you could like make like. Uh, if you could like do like a build your own like uh, racer thing like they do with the mini game and but using candy like that would be a cool activity you could do in this place that I just made up. This oh, but yeah, just, it also like, it's it, like the droid it, building but yeah with the yeah uh, yeah. Somebody's probably gonna write in and be like that's the exact experience that you have on the cruise ship. Uh, <laughs> but <laughs> well, sorry, we don't get on cruise ships very often. So yeah, I mean, I I'm going to at some point. Um, I'm going to Google this now because I want to see like if <laughs> I, I, you know, cause I, I don't want anybody cause okay. I'll see Vanellope sweets and treat shop. This is exactly what I'm thinking. I mean, so this isn't really an original idea. So, but it just kind of looks like you, okay. It just looks like it's a sweets place. It's like, you, it doesn't look like there's like a thing where you build a racer or anything. Oh wait, no oh, wait, there's a racer. Oh no, wait. Okay. That's, that's just like a thing you can eat a Sunday out of. You don't build it yourself. It's okay, a this pre-made looks- one. Yeah, yeah, this yeah, looks it, cool. Yeah, I mean, it looks cool. Yeah, it, lo- it looks like a, a pretty standard fare yeah. candy shop, but... I, I'd spend yeah. my whole time on the cruise just there. Like, that's the only thing I would do is just stay there. <laughs> yeah, I guess the only thing is, you know, they've got, like, those fiberglass, um, you know, character displays, which is cool. Like, like the, the overall yeah, yeah. aesthetic is very cool, and yeah, it fits Sugar Rush, but what I was thinking, you know, kind of like how they did the, the PIM labs right where yeah, the yeah. uh you know there, there's there's like the stuff moving by and going through the shrinking machine and and stuff like did we ever talk about the the cruise ship thing they're doing with that and uh, did we talk about that on the episode because i'm still baffled by the whole thing i don't remember i don't think it did we because i'm like <laughs> yeah. you know what i'm talking about where like there it's for the new disney wish ship where there's like you have like a, I forget what it even was. Like you have something on your table and like you push a button and it like shrinks the cupcake in front of you. And at first I was just like, oh, they're doing one of those little promotional videos that's exaggerated. And then they're like, no, this is going to happen. Like this is, this is the thing that's going to happen on your table. It's like, wait a second, but how? <laughs> like I don't understand. <laughs> yeah. I think we, we briefly mentioned it, but I still, I was, I'm still of the belief that that was just promotional. <laughs> I guess we're going to find out. I don't know. I'm confused by it. But what were we talking about before that? Anyway, I told we, we went so, so we were answering Francisco's question, which okay. I, I think we did. <laughs> um, All right. All right. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. So so at this point, do we do we want to get into the news first or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We could do this and then we'll do, we'll do, we'll do our ad after the we talk about DVC. Okay. Yeah. So, um. It's funny because we were just literally last episode, someone asked like, what's a perk that they don't have right now that you would want to see them do? And then like a couple days later, 
they announced that DVC members are going to get a special squeak peek <laughs> of uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> of Remy's Ratatouille adventure. Uh, and I had posted this in the group as it being a new perk, and then I complete. I had somebody pointed out to me, and I appreciate it because it's happened. Totally before. forgot. Yeah, <laughs> I totally forgot they did it with with Avatar. I mean, it's been years now. I just forgot. Right. So, but. Again, this is great, right? This is this is a cool benefit. I love this idea, and I, I hope they do it always. And and I know I've been seeing in the Facebook groups today and some of the DVC groups that people have, are starting to get their emails, uh, you know, inviting them to do this sneak peek. I, I wish I were there for this. I would love to like get on it early, but this also kind of annoys me too because it tells you that this ride has been done and is done because they're doing this in September, you know, and they're just waiting. Right, but I mean. Again, I so like I've said before, I I think they, yeah, you know, they, they didn't want to just open it up when they were still kind of refiguring out, yeah, yeah, the new restrictions and all that. So yeah, the ride being done is really secondary to to just day to day operations. And I just had a realization that you know if they're doing this for Ratatouille, maybe we'll get the same thing for Tron. I I mean I'm betting so. I mean Tron's not. Tron's a, a big ride, right? But it's it's not right. like any bigger but, than Avatar Flight of Passage was. Like, so why wouldn't they, right? But we never got this for Galaxy's Edge or Toy Story Land or anything like that, though, right? Did they for Toy Story Land? Now I'm like questioning myself. I almost feel like they did do it for 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 Slinky Dog at least. I man, mm-hmm. someone should write in and remind me because I I feel like they did. If if they didn't, or if if they're being selective about when they do these previews, then yeah, maybe Tron's not on the table, but that, so, so, you know, that you're right. It's great that they're doing this for Ratatouille doesn't really affect me personally, because I'm not going to be there, be there. Like I I was actually originally planning to go in October and we canceled that because of just the way things have been going. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this may actually shape how I decide to do a couple of trips next year, because if they announce that, you know, there's a Tron sneak peek. I may actually try to schedule around that. Yeah, and to be and honestly, we have no idea when Tron's going to open at this point, right? Like, yeah. there's been no indication of of that. Um, although, I don't know if you saw this, this is an aside, right? But I I've seen people posting pictures of some mysterious structure they're building. Have you seen this? They're like all of a sudden, really quickly, just built like this two story structure made out of steel like on the Tron grounds and people are speculating that it's going to be a tunnel for the train, right? For the, for the Walt Disney world railroad. That's what people have been saying. I don't know why I can't say railroad. Okay. Uh, but, um, (laughs) people are speculating that that's what it is. And I'm thinking to myself, like they've been rushing to do this. And I'm like, maybe they're trying to get the railroad open by, by the, by the 50th, which they should, right? Like the railroad should be open for the 50th. Like you can't have, the Walt Disney World Railroad not open for the 50th. But I mean, they haven't said anything about it. So, but they've been like rushing this like little building. So a lot of people think it's like a tunnel for the train, but I, I don't know. Really? I, I have no idea. I, it doesn't look like it, it's it doesn't look like a tunnel a, to me either. It doesn't look a like box. a tunnel to me either. Yeah, it's a box. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You looked it up. Yeah. But I don't know what else it could be either. Like, I, I apparently it is on the path of where the train could be going. So I, I, I have no idea. I, I have no yeah. idea, Trevor. <laughs> yeah. All this stuff is is happening very quickly. But I mean, I guess it's feasible they could build a building in two months and get that done, right? I mean, 
I mean, if it's, I, I shouldn't say, you know, it's a temporary structure because, I mean, they. It looks pretty permanent. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, from Disney standards, it may be temporary. It may be something that's yeah. only there for a year or two. Yeah. I, I guess know. we'll have to see what that is. I know that's an aside, but I was just. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, but I mean, I don't know. It should be interesting to see what they do with Tron because I don't know if Tron is. Do you consider Tron Flight of Passage level or do you consider it Rise oh, of totally. Resistance level? Like. Because obviously well, Rise of the Resistance is like a different animal where they have to have the key, you know, the, the virtual queue. And like, I don't know if they're going to go that direction with Tron. We have no indication they're going to do that with Ratatouille. Right. So, so. I, I think I think if it was an option when Flight of Passage came out, they would have used it. I, I believe that Flight of Passage at launch and Rise of the Resistance are on the same level because Flight of Passage was the, you know, people lined up and the lineup was already like out of africa and halfway yeah. through animal kingdom right yeah and like people, if they had the virtual queue at the time they might have done it for flight of passage too yeah, you think? Be- because yeah. people were waiting six plus hours to get on the ride yeah yeah so yeah um, we saw what it would look like without the virtual queue for rise of the resistance right with with avatar so exactly yeah what what that would have been is the same thing as you know there would have been a lineup out of galaxy's edge down like oh, probably over towards indiana jones yep Maybe so, even further. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Maybe all the way back to the, to the main street. But um, yeah, I, I think Tron's on the same level. I think Tron will have a, uh, I, they won't call it a boarding pass. I'm, I'm trying to think of what the, the terminology would be in Tron. Oh yeah. That, it'd have it's to be a, something specific for Tron, right? Yeah. It's, um, I don't know. Because it, well, because everything's programmed or, or well, the people are programs in that, but um mm. I don't know. Guess we'll have to wait to see what yeah. they do, but because we don't even know what it's opening at this point, they haven't even announced anything. So, be like your grid right. pass or something. Oh yeah, yeah, that sounds good. Yeah, grid pass. Yeah. Or, Guess we'll find out. Yeah. But if any of our listeners are going to the sneak peek, let us know or squeak peek, I should say. Uh, let us know. Uh, we you know love to hear what you think of it. So. Yep. Yeah. The only right. other thing for DVC news I had on here was that the Animal Kingdom and Kingdom Animal <laughs> Kingdom Club level lounge is reopening on August 26th. I, I, the only reason I put this on here is because we talked about the lounges, right? We remember we were I don't remember what context, but we were talking about the um, the the club level rooms, and and this was this is a, a club level lounge that I've been to that I went to on my honeymoon. Uh, so this is opening August 26th. They just announced it. And, uh, you know, a bunch of the lounges are reopening, but this is actually going to be the first one, I believe. I believe so that's so just so I'm clear on this, because I don't think I've ever used a club level lounge is that this is where like the, the concierge and you get like the snacks and this, the food and the yeah. drinks and the, yeah, the breakfast and all that fun stuff. So, okay. Yeah, a bunch of the other ones are opening August, September, December for some of them. So it, it looks like they're just kind of spread out. So doesn't oh, seem to be any rhyme or reason to it, but you know, whatever. <laughs> which again, it's it's baby steps to the next, you know, yeah. things getting back to normal. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. All right, so why don't we go ahead and do our ad? Because there's okay. not a lot to talk about with the lounge stuff. I just wanted to put that on there. It's DVC news, right? Kind of. It's not really DVC news, but it's, you know, because anybody can play, stay club level. But there are club level rooms that are available to DVC members. So, you know. Yeah, it, it, it applies to Animal Kingdom DVC. So that's fair. There you go. There you go. Yeah. That's the only reason I put it in there is because Animal Kingdom. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Let me go ahead and do our ad for DVC Rental Store. 
All right. So the DVC Rental Store, a world of DVC company, offers magical vacations at incredible value. Save up to 60% off retail rates at premium Disney resorts. DVC Rental Store now includes deposits as low as 25% at the time of booking and a built-in cancellation policy for every reservation. And as always, DVC Rental Store pays out the most to members looking to rent their points. Want to learn more? Go to dvcrentalstore.com or call 1-855-DVC-RENT. That's 1-855-382-7368. And of course, let them know that Welcome Home sent you. I might have to call them to offload some of my points. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I got so many points. Um, So our Fab 50 watch back. We got more announcements. (laughs) So... It's funny, though, because remember, Trevor, we were talking about this last episode, right? Where that list of 50 that we had had separate people that would probably be together. And we're seeing that already, right? Yeah. So, like, Woody and Bo Peep is one that was just announced. That's one combined statue that was listed as two on that list of 50, right? So, Bo Peep was not on that list, though. You're right, though. That's actually true. Bo Peep was not on the list. Yeah. So, so that, to me, invalidates that list right now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Th- that list is done. It's wrong. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, forget the fact that there were one. There was one princess on it, but yeah, uh, exactly. <laughs> we also got Donald Duck, which you know, obvious. Knew, yeah, yeah, obvious. Which, but so yeah. just and should probably mention. So Woody and Bo Peep is going to Hollywood Studios. Yep. Uh, Donald Another Duck shot. is going to Magic Kingdom. I believe Donald Duck will be uh, in this in the front, right? With uh, I think in, they're all going to be in the hub there. Yeah. So this last one, though, I it makes sense. And honestly, I didn't think about it that much. But uh, the Cheshire Cat. Yeah, that was on the fi- that was on the rumored list too. Yeah. Was it? I don't. I didn't yeah, remember it seeing. It was. It was uh, the Cheshire. I, I remember the commenting on the Mad Hatter, and I would have like. I actually like the Cheshire Cat better than. Oh, P.S. The the Mad Hatter was also announced too. It's not on this list here, but the Mad oh. Hatter was announced earlier okay. today. So, uh, yeah. So Mad Hatter and Cheshire Cat. So both of them. So okay, and and it looks like both and of they're them in Magic Kingdom Magic. as well, right? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Let me see, Mad Hatter, Magic Kingdom. Yep. I'm assuming right they're going to put it right by like the tea party, right? How could they not? I mean, it it <laughs> yeah, goes exactly. right in, yeah, right in Fantasyland there. You know, yeah. Not not right outside. Put it don't put it right outside the bathrooms where that. Um, did you see the lake that formed out there? Oh yeah, but that, I feel like that happens like a couple times a year, and like people yeah. forget that it happens a couple times a year. So every time it's like a story, but it's like it happens all the time. <laughs> it, it just looked funny because there was like kids splashing around, and then people yeah. sitting on the bench just like not caring. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it's it is interesting though because I I I feel like it happens at least once or twice a year where they have such heavy rain that it can't drain fast enough and they it seems like they have some drainage problems in the Tomorrowland Fantasyland area not Fantasyland yeah 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 the Tomorrowland Fantasy <laughs> the, uh, Tomorrowland has issues I I don't know what that says about tomorrow. issues with rain i feel like i always see it in tomorrowland and nowhere else well it's it's in that particular area i like yeah it it was you know that general area is where the problems always are (laughs) yeah so so i guess you you may see gold statues floating there if uh you catch at the right time of year (laughs) i mean they're pretty heavy i'm gonna assume i would think i mean i was i don't know if they're gonna like they're probably not gonna like nail them down or anything or like maybe maybe right they're gonna be so heavy i would think right i don't but it, maybe they're hollow or they're, you know, not actually made of solid gold. 
That's a that's a possibility. You know, probably they probably aren't made of solid gold. I'm sure they're just like gold plated something, right? Yeah. I would think so. I mean, who knows? But uh, <laughs> <laughs> they're they're like those uh those chocolate eggs that you get that you unwrap yeah. them and then and then you're all excited because you have the chocolate egg and then it turns out that it's completely hollow. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Although do you, I, do you kind of feel like Woody should be with Buzz and not with Bo Peep? No, because because uh, we're going Toy Story four. Okay. Yeah, after yeah, Toy Story right. four, Woody and Bo Peep makes sense. So I guess if Toy Story ended at three, then it would have been it should have been Woody and Buzz, right? But I guess yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Spoilers for for Toy Story four if yeah. you haven't seen it. But but, uh, <laughs> but you may th- this way you may get Buzz and Jesse, right? I'm hoping to get Buzz and Jesse, right? Like I I think that's. But I also hope that there's like Buzz and Jesse, and then there's another one that's like Rex Potato Head. Slinky dog, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like we need those too. But then these statues get crazy big. If like, if you were gonna like, here is like the whole cast of Toy Story, right? <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, but I think even if you just had Rex and Potato Head, I feel like I'd be okay. Like, just do those two together, you know? Would you? Are you thinking that you would have Slinky over over Miss Potato Head? I mean, yeah, or, I, over, I would over yeah. Rex. I, I would, oh, I would do Slinky and Rex. Wow, Slinky and Rex. No love to Mr. Potato Head. <laughs> mm, he's, he's not my favorite. All right. That's fair. <laughs> All right. Let's okay. talk. I have a general section here called uh, Disney World Updates. And one of them is that we have we now know that Disney World will resume annual pass sales by the 50th anniversary. So that's cool. Now, so, so this was said... Um, that's part of the magic key announcement. Yeah. 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 So this actual announcement came alongside the announcement of the new annual passes for Disneyland, which we'll get into, but um, yeah, they, they kind of put it in there as a footnote saying, yeah, and we'll be offering yeah. um, annual passes before October 1st. So that doesn't mean that they will start on October 1st. That means sometime before October 1st, we'll be getting annual passes back again. And I, you know, here's the thing, like just the way Disney is very careful about the way they word stuff, right? Like, you know, they're, they're very careful about this. I don't think that there's going to be wholesale changes to the annual passes like there is for Disneyland, right? Because Disney World didn't scrap their whole program. They just stopped selling the annual passes, right? So, and this is they're specifically saying that they're going to resume annual pass sales. To me, that means they're just going to resume selling them like they were. Now, there might be some price changes, you know, there might be some changes to like how, you know, with the reservation system and all that, there could be some of that, but I don't think it's going to be the whole ter- cuz otherwise they would have said we're retiring an annual pass program like they did for Disneyland yeah. and said we're going to come up with something new. And they didn't say that. They were pretty specific that they just stopped selling them and now they're going to resume selling them. Yeah. And so yeah, we'll we'll get into this a bit more with the, yeah. it, but yeah, the the big thing in Disneyland was that they had way more tiers of of annual pass than Disney World did and also there was no reservation system before um the they did implement it with the annual passes yeah. in Disney World so yeah it, you're right it, it won't be as big of a change because we've already kind of got part of what they implemented in Disney World yeah because you could still Disneyland they literally just canceled everybody's annual passes refunded people like they didn't do that at disney world if you already had an annual pass you could still renew it you know like you could still get an annual pass at disney world you just couldn't buy new ones so to me 
when when they start reselling these again, I think the only change is going to be is maybe the price is going to be different. But outside of that, I think it's going to be pretty much the same as it was. It's not going to be a whole new program like like Disneyland is, and we'll talk about that in a few. But now, my, um, my big question is: Will the Gold Pass still be offered to DVC? That's members? a question. Yeah, I think so. I think so. But I, I can't imagine them not having that because. If I, I feel can't like they get need a gold to pass, I'm going to be really annoyed. <laughs> yeah, I think I, I think they would have a a, a DVC member revolt if they didn't <laughs> if they didn't offer that. Right? Yeah, people are already clamoring so much for park tickets. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I I wonder what they're waiting for. Like, I you know what I, you know what I mean? Like, I, what are they waiting for? Because I feel like this isn't necessarily a staffing thing, right? Like it. I don't know. Like, what are they waiting for to start selling these again? Probably, I mean, like, so, sorry, I'm going to put my IT hat on again here for a minute, is that, you know, <laughs> in in IT, you know, I can I can flip a switch and I can do something in a moment. Like, I, I could say, oh, yeah, you know, I'm going to turn this on and I'm going to, you know, spin up an entire um, server infrastructure and go. But um, you have something called change control, which is, you know, you have to communicate, you have to plan, you have to make sure that people are ready to support whatever it is you're standing up. So it, it may not just be a matter of, you know, oh, yeah, we're selling it again. There may They may need to make sure that, you know, they've got training to all their people that are, you know, when you call in and say, hey, I want to buy a pass, they know what the options are. I mean, I know, you know, we all call into to member services and, uh, or, or not even member services, but like just calling like, like Disney for anything. And sometimes, you know, people don't know what's going on, but, or, you know, they don't have information around a specific thing. But I think for something like this, they want to make sure they have at least base information down about what the new passes are and what's changed so that, it's not a bunch of people calling and going, I want this annual pass. And, you know, you know, cast members kind of being like, uh, I don't know, you know, well, let me get my supervisor. <laughs> well, that's, that's the other problem, right? Is the, 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 the phone, their phone system is already just crushed with people in general. Right. So yeah, they're, they're already having a hard time dealing with that. So maybe, I mean, honestly, maybe they're just waiting till they can get more people to their call center. So, cause I mean, once they release the, once annual passes open back up, they are going to get crushed with annual, annual pass sales. I oh, mean, totally. people are just waiting for this, right? Yeah. So, all right. So, sneak peek of 50th anniversary merch. Did you take a look at this? So, I'm actually, I've been trying to look at this, but for some reason, the pictures are all really distorted. I can't actually see what Oh, really? Yeah. Huh. That's a little weird. Let me, let me give you, let me. Let so, me I, another, I, I'm another, guessing another one weird. of these is a soap dispenser, it looks like, and then yeah, I can see, like, part of a plate. Yeah, so they finally are bringing the Mickey uh, soap dispenser from from the uh, from overseas to the Tokyo. states. Which yeah. I don't know why it took them so long to do that because it's a tremendously popular thing, and I I know there's knockoffs like all over Facebook. Like, <laughs> and in fact, I actually have one of those knockoffs. It was given to me as a gift, and I, I have a soap dispenser that does like the Mickey. You know, it doesn't work great because it's not a legit one. You know, it's like I said, it's a knockoff one. But um, it works. I mean, and it's kind of cool. I mean, it's fun to use. So I'm glad they're finally bringing this bringing this along. So yeah. So I, from what I can see, the first one looks like a some sort of statue that you are going to be able to buy of the castle, right? Yeah. And then the soap dispenser. And you're right. I think that's a plate. It's a cool looking plate, though. I lo- I like it. 
Uh, and then the hat, then the ear hat with the iridescent ears, it looks like. So um, they did also say to come back on Friday, August 6th, which if you're listening to this, that, that already happened. So go to the Disney Parks blog and they'll have more merchandise stuff that they're going to reveal. So too bad. We'll, we'll probably talk about that in the next episode. But if you don't want to wait, go to the Disney Parks blog. Go check that out because they're going to release some stuff. Or they have released some stuff. I gotta, <laughs> it's gotta remember <laughs> when we're recording this and then when actually, you know, people are listening to it. So, um, so yeah, so, so far this looks cool. I'm sure there's gonna be a lot of really neat stuff that they put out. So, mm-hmm. it's a fun preview. All right, Mirrors Connect. Yeah. Let's talk so, about this. So, yeah, we, we already started talking about this. So, so as of January 1st, 2022, um, Magical Express goes away, and now you can you can go right now to mirrorsconnect.com and book your your service options. Right now, there's two options: standard and premium. Standard is basically what the Magical Express is right now. You get there, and they they say that they will have you on the way to your resort within 20 minutes of your check in at the Mirrors reception area. So that means you know they should have a bunch of shuttles waiting there, and they'll get you there. And this is it it's $32 per adult round trip. Yeah. Round trip. Um, $16 for a single. I don't know why you would do single trip. I don't know. Who knows? Maybe. Yeah. Yeah, 1350 per child on a single trip. And then, hmm. and then a premium round trip is $200 for up to four people, which the premium takes you straight to your resort. So you don't have to stop or wait or anything like that. So my thing about that is I've already looked into alternative means of transportation because I, when we, when we found out the magical express was being canceled, we were like, well, we might as well, you know, try some of these other ways of getting to the resort. Yeah. So I've already gone and booked a, uh, a town car service yeah. and it came in way cheaper than $200. <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah. And that seems, that seems a little pricey. Yeah. And, and that's again, you know, direct to my resort. So I, I can't see, I mean, I, you know, I'm sure some people will pay the, this $200, but that's definitely not for me. I, I feel like the 32 round trip for adults is not terrible. Yeah. Um, I mean, that, but it, that comes yeah. in at, a, uh, you know, around a hundred dollars for your transportation, not too different from what I've done going to California. So yeah. 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 Yeah, but I mean, I've also, you know, seen a lot of people like an Uber comes in around 40 to 50 bucks, right? So if you do like an Uber X from the airport. So again, I mean, it really just kind of depends on what you want to do. And there, you know, obviously there's no baggage service here, so they're not doing the baggage service. So, um, but I mean, that doesn't mean they're not going to carry your bags. You can, you know, they'll put your bags onto the bus and, you know, take them, take them to your resort. So mm-hmm. <laughs> you still have that. It's just, you know, the only difference of like them not delivering it directly to your room. I mean, they kind of still will because when you get off the bus, you'll take your bags off. They'll, the Bell Services people will put it on in one of those carts and take it up to your room, right? I mean, the only difference is that it doesn't magically show up in your room when you're not there. I, I mean, my personal opinion on that is the the one time that I used the luggage tags and had it delivered to my room, um, we ended up we needed our bags sooner than that. Like, yeah. like we ended up yeah. waiting around for our bags to show up. And, um, and yeah, that was, a, that happened to be our stay at Caribbean beach too. So it was not the best trip either. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but you know, waiting for the bags and, and all that, 
um, that turned me off of that service entirely because I was like, well, you know, that's great. You know, you, you got to basically pack another suitcase or, or a day pack to make sure that, you know, they, they'll get it there, but it's a matter of whether or not it'd be, you know, on your, or in a time that's convenient for you. So, you know, yeah, to your point, it's, it's just as easy for me to take my luggage and, you know, have someone put it onto the bus and then unload it. And then I can walk it to the room myself. Yeah, exactly. So, and, yeah. and you could have it, you know, immediately. That was one of those, you know, that, that the, the luggage delivery service was convenient in some ways if you didn't need your bags right away. But if you could wait for them for four hours, sure. You know, like that's fine. But, yeah. you know, it, it's, it makes it a little bit tough if you need your bag right away. But yeah, I mean, this isn't all that different, right? You're, you're just, you got to go get your bag at the carousel and they'll put it on the bus for you. And then you take it off the bus, give it to Bell Services and they bring it to your room. You know, it's not all that different. It's just, you know, a little bit different. But again, I mean, I, I could see this being a good option for people that have kids in car seats because I feel like that's a pain when you have like an Uber or something like that, right? To make sure that they have a car seat and, and, you know, it's installed correctly, all that kind of stuff. I would rather do the, do the bus in that case, if I needed a car seat, you know what I mean? Yeah, I, you're right. And, but the thing is, is I've even, you know, looking at these different services, a lot of the town car services and whatnot, like, like outside of Uber, if you go through, there's, there's a bunch of companies that offer them. Um, a lot of them do account for that because they know that, yeah. you know, it's families with small kids. So, you know, they will offer, you know, you can fit so many car seats in it or, or, you know, if you're getting like a shuttle van, you know, they have, they have a limited number of car seats or, or whatever. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it's, it, it's not impossible to get, like, it's not a matter of, well, you're only getting on the shuttle or, or you're renting a car. Right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, so and, and there's other options too. Besides, I mean, outside of Uber and Lyft and this service, I mean, there's there's tons of options to get to get places. Right. So, it's it's not just this. You did a town car service. You know, I'm sure there's other van services that you can use too. I'm, I, you know, that aren't mirrors. You know, so there's it's, there's quite a few. I like I said in looking around, there's. I don't think people realize exactly how many companies there are that are just offering. Um, shuttle service not just specific to disney you know it's it's, they're basically servicing all the tourist areas in orlando so exactly exactly yeah Yeah, so i mean listen i i know some people are freaking out but like you there will be a way to get to your resort you know there was before magical express existed there is now and yeah i i think mirrors connect is you know you know, the, the concern earlier about, you know, we, you know, I wish that they would still have something while we're waiting for this train to be built. Yeah. Mirrors connect, which is, it's literally still the magical express. It's just Disney's not paying for it anymore. It's probably going to be the same buses just without the magical express skins on them. I mean, it's probably going to be literally the exact same buses. Well, Uh, (laughs) I I was, I was going to ask, but I realized you, you never had to do this. Um, so half, half the time when, so when we would when we would go, they would be the, um, the, the buses picking you up from the airport. Most of the time they were the magical express skinned buses. So they, yeah, had yeah. The, they had the decals coming back. It was always just a yellow mirrors bus. Oh, really? No. Yeah. So, so I, I have taken it before. So I, I, I did take it once or twice. Um, and I, I have had family members get on it on and off of it you know, that we're meeting us there. And, and usually when they were picking us up, it was the, the skin bus. So I, I don't know, maybe well, it's just 
random that you seem to have gotten a couple of the just regular buses. But like I said, for for me, at least I noticed that it seemed like, you know, whenever they were dropping off, you know, or they, they it, it, I got the impression they were making an effort that, you know, coming there, you know, it was the, the Disney Magical Express and all that, but they knew going back, um, you didn't care that much. And, and it wasn't just like, you know, for my particular pickup that it was the yellow bus. Um, I noticed it because, you know, the way the poly is is set up the where the the uh the bus pickup is like if you're going to hollywood studios or animal kingdom um you're just right by you're just down from the front of the the ceremonial house so you can see these buses coming and more than once i saw those yellow mirrors buses show up so and this may also been because yeah i was kind of later to the end of of magical express going away they may not have cared enough or you know mirrors had already maybe been planning that you know hey we're not going to bother skinning these buses because we know that this is going away right so yeah 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 yeah, so so to me this doesn't change a lot it's just yeah you know i'm just paying for the ride now instead of getting it for free (laughs) yeah and i i don't think that this is outrageously expensive i I, it's kind of about what i thought it was going to be i think you know it's totally reasonable for for that kind of airport transportation considering the other options. Definitely. Right. Yeah. Especially if like a, you know, an Uber is going to cost you 40 or $50, you know, it's, it's not that far off. I guess if you have a family of four, it probably is going to make more sense to take the Uber. Right. But, um, again, not always because yeah, it depends. Yeah. D- depending on how much stuff you're traveling with, like that, you know, th- one of the big advantages of having those big, uh, shuttles is that they can fit a lot of stuff in them too. So like if you have yeah. extra stuff like strollers and whatnot, um, you know, you, you have to factor that in if you're going to get an Uber, because if they show up and you know, you can't fit all your stuff in plus your family of four. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. I know what you mean. It yeah. makes sense. But uh, yeah. So, I mean, I guess the Uber would be 40, 50 bucks one way. And so it's like a hundred bucks. It ends up being, you know, about the same. Right. So yeah, just depends. Just depends. So I, I'm sure some people are going to, you know, try to figure out the best way to do it going forward. But I, I know it doesn't, I, I'm not the best person to talk about this since I, I don't really get to use it, but you know, it's good to hear your insight on it and you know, the whole idea of doing like a town car, that kind of thing. So yeah. That's cool. And, and so after our next trip, I'll, I'll be able to give some more insight on, you know, the town car versus, um, you know, the shuttle. And, and my big worry is that, you know, kind of like how we we've gotten, sucked into staying at the poly so to speak <laughs> that you know once we once we take a town car we realize that, you know there's that next level of service or you know hey this is super convenient like you said you know not having to you know plan three hours ahead for your trip or whatever um if i find that that's a lot easier i may end up just paying more for it in the future for that convenience well, it's like once you go you know once you stay at a deluxe resort it's hard to go back to that value after you it's, stay at the deluxe. it's true yeah <laughs> even you know yeah Car- caribbean beach versus the poly is it's night and day and that's a moderate so yeah yeah exactly yeah all right let's talk to some galactic star oh. cruisers so you non-star wars fans go ahead and skip ahead <laughs> yeah well we, we tell you what time to skip ahead to, but I have no idea how long this conversation is going to take. I don't either. I don't, I don't either. Right. Cause Disney is just dumping information on us about the star cruiser. I okay, mean, so, it, so let's go, start. Yeah. Um, 
So, so first of all, the, there was a commercial release, which the commercial didn't really show a lot. It really didn't. Yeah. Um, but you know, I would recommend, you know, checking it out if you're, you're curious. Uh, the big thing is, is that the, on the, so they, they've got a web page that has kind of a, an FAQ and some, some more info around it. There is some sample pricing. So, so this is not like the definitive, this is what the price is going to be all the time. They made an example of the cost of from, it, it was August to September was the time frame. So, so they're kind of yeah. approaching it like, um, cruise season or cruise seasons, I guess. Well, and uh, even hotels, right? I mean, hotel prices yeah. vary and you know, yeah. So, yeah, and, and the big thing too, or, or for me, that one of the big things that I noticed was, um, the, so the amount of guests per cabin changes the price of the, the trip. Right. Yeah, like it's a lot cheaper to stay in like a two bedroom in one of the big rooms and fill it up with people. It's cheaper per person than some of the smaller rooms. Yeah. Which yeah. Is, so so the interesting thing there is that it almost lends itself to if you if you happen to know another family or, or like, you know, if if it's you know, you and one other person in your family, um, you know, staying as just two guests is more expensive than if you could find two other friends to split it with. Yeah. And then, you know, you all stay there for cheaper. Exactly. So let's let's talk about... Well, first of all, can I mention something? I, I watched the trailer. I don't know if you watched the trailer. Mm-hmm. I, I did. Um, it, it showed a couple of those things that we've been talking about of like the... Like some of the mission stuff. Like it, it showed a couple like scenes of somebody like handing you documents and stuff like that. So... Um, and, you know, it showed a family in, like, the whole Jedi garb, right? <laughs> but Yeah, I thought yeah that, getting dressed up to, to go yeah. somewhere. Yeah, yeah, and that was cool. I liked it. I thought it was a cool teaser trailer. But so each voyage uh, includes a two-night stay in a cabin or suite, which we knew, ongoing immersive and interactive entertainment where choices determine your experience, food and beverages on the Star Cruiser, excluding alcohol and specialty beverages, uh, which I think for the price they should include alcohol. But, you know... Mm. I, you don't think so? No, definitely. Like for that price, is, though, this is not Epcot, and you don't want you know. Well, yeah, you don't want somebody drinking way too much, right? Like you'd have to live. Da- yeah, <laughs> Damon's Damon's guy from Ohio in the tracksuit. You don't want him drunk, right? That's true. Like that's true. But it also includes a quick service meal at Docking Bay 7. So when you're down uh, at, at Hollywood Studios and when you're wandering around there, you also get a meal there. Um, it also includes, uh, you know, of course, it includes admission to Hollywood Studios, includes valet parking. And we were talking about how are they going to know uh, that you're a Galactic Star Cruiser guest because you're going to have a exclusive Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser data band, which is mm-hmm. a magic band that's a Galactic Star Cruiser specific one. Of I guess course. my question is though, like, can't people just like wear that afterwards though? Like, you know yeah, I, mean? I mean, if it if it's a magic band, then it'll just get added to your account like any other magic band, and then I feel like they're gonna have to no- have a way of knowing whether you're on the Star Cruiser at the time or not. You know what I, I mean? I wonder if they'll have seasonal magic bands. Like, like every yeah. season, like, or yeah, every, every time they go through whatever, a cycle of, of the star cruiser, maybe they'll change it out every two or three months. It's kind of like the, uh, like the popcorn buckets, right? How yeah. they, how they update them every, uh, every couple of months or whatever, so that you can't use the same bucket from three years ago to get a refill. 
I'm almost thinking though they're just going to use like the long range uh, RFID uh, in the band to like check the person's account and see if they're currently staying there. You know what I mean? Because like, yeah, I feel like I'm, a lot of people. Go ahead. Sorry, I, I was going to say yeah. I mean, of course, you know, you know, if you have the magic band or if it's on your account, it'll it'll tell them, you know, oh yeah, this person is on this excursion or doing this thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because I feel like a lot of people are going to come down and not just do this for two days, right? It's going to be part of their Disney vacation. It's just going to be like two days here and then their vacation starts, you know, at Disney World. And right. So if they continue wearing that data band, then they, they're going to need to know the cast members that would are part of the story are going to need to know whether those are Star Cruiser guests or not, right? Because you don't want those people walking into Galaxy's Edge a couple days later and being like, I'm on the Star Cruiser when you're not, right? <laughs> so yeah. they got to know some way, right? So. I'm betting. I mean, they they don't even need to use the long range because because the trap with the long range is that if the battery fails, it's not going to work anyway. So they'll probably just have you scan it, you know, scan your magic band at a touch point like you do anything else. So you know, if you try to get on the Star Cruiser when you're not supposed to be there, oh, I'm uh, more just thinking of like the interactive stuff, like somebody at a shop within Galaxy's Edge, like giving them a mission or something like that. You know what I mean? Like that's that's more of what I was thinking. You never done the uh, the pirates league thing in Adventureland, have you no okay so so it's probably going to be the same kind of thing there where when you go and sign up for so pirates or i think it was called pirates league or i can't remember exactly the name of it pirate or the, not not like the the dressing up as a pirate thing but it's like um it was a little um uh what's it called it's like the the card game where okay. you, you have like a mission that you do around uh, or you get a map and you go around Adventureland, but you go when you go into the 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 booth there, they scan your magic band and then that's what registers you to it. So then when you go and you scan the other touch points, if you're if you're not playing the game, the touch points won't do anything. So so they know, like yeah, they, they know from your magic band whether or not you're actually playing the game or not. Hmm. Yeah, I gotcha. Yeah. So I, I'm betting it'll be the same thing as it's like they, when they probably when they sign you in or when they do orientation on the ship is like when you get registered for all the stuff. And then when you go down to Galaxy's Edge, um, yeah, they, they probably already have all that stuff set up. Right. Yeah, that 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 would make sense. Mm-hmm. That would make sense. Um, so, you know, we got some, we should talk about the pricing. We didn't talk about yeah. any yeah, cash so, here. So yeah. So yeah, back to ahead. the, back to the pricing. It, so here, let me just rattle these off quick. So, so a two, two guests per cabin, they're saying $1,209 per guest per night or $4,800 total, um, for th- three guests per cabin. Um, they say two adults, one child. What if I wanted to bring another adult with me? I don't know if that changes it. Um, I'm sure it does, but we, these, these are just examples, right? <laughs> right. So, so, so it's, it's eight eighty nine per person or total fifty two ninety nine. So, so it's, it's more expensive for more people, but per person, it becomes cheaper for four guests per cabin. It's seven forty nine per person, which totals out to $6,000 for, for the group for two days. It's it's interesting because I I initially looked at the four guests per per cabin and missed the three adults and one child thing and I because I 
so my sister really wants to do this as does her boyfriend and uh so like they're you know big star wars people and mm-hmm. i was texting my sister this and she actually was like oh this is like really reasonable she's like this is better than i thought it was going to be for what you're getting and then i was said to my wife i was like do you want to do this she goes yeah i totally do this and i'm like well oh we should do it together then like because it ends up being cheaper right if we did it as four people instead of two and two right and and but then i looked at this and it was three adults and one child so i don't know what the premium ends up being for four adults right but I mean, i'm it sure it's not that much because more, you're but. just I mean, eat more food. I don't know. <laughs> it's such a. Flimsy I, I'm assuming argument. it's not that much. Yeah. I'm sure it's not that much more. But yeah, but yeah, I'll be interested to see what that is because I, I, you know, that's something we we talked about doing. So you know, I and you can look at this too. So like, a, they have the different cabin types, right? So the standard cabin uh, sleeps four to five passengers, has the queen bed, and then the two bunk beds on the wall. Um, and there's also a pull down bed too, which I did not, I don't think yeah. they showed that before in the wall. Yeah. Yeah. Which, yeah. So it's a queen bed, two berths, which are, you know, are the bunk beds for one adult each and a wall pull down bed for one adult if it's sleeping five. So I, I didn't know that was there. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, uh, and then they have, have the, uh, galaxy class suite which sleeps four passengers and that's two queen beds and two uh pull down beds for one adult each uh and then there's the grand captain suite which is a two bedroom uh and that sleeps eight people two queen beds two bunk beds uh two pull down wall beds so you could sleep eight in that and uh, all of them have the same thing a mini fridge a hair dryer in cabin safe a phone an interactive tv and of course everybody's favorite uh h2o uh products <laughs> so, <laughs> um so yeah so i mean there's there's some interesting options here i i, I mean they never said before about the pull down bed that that is definitely news i feel like so now what do you think they mean by interactive tv because i i mean Technically, a, a TV with a remote is an interactive TV, but I feel like there's more to it than this. Oh, well, there's definitely going to be more to it than that. Because, like, yeah. I'm just looking at one of the the top piece of concept art here, and like, I think they have the TV in the background, and it looks like there's on the TV like a picture of space of some sort. So maybe like they have like a fake like live look outside kind of thing, like the window, but like maybe you're getting it from different angles. You know, like yeah. there's probably cool stuff like that. I would think. So, so something I should point out in the descriptions for these th- uh, three room types. So the standard cabin just you know says you know here's a standard cabin with a view into space. The galaxy suite and the grand captain suite say um, uh, two windows with a view into into space and a few extra Star Wars surprises. Oh, I didn't catch that. Look mm-hmm. at you. Yeah. so so staying in one of these larger suites obviously has some kind of benefit you know whether that's i mean they say a view into space and star wars surprises so i like i'm guessing maybe the standard one maybe you just get like the boring you know you're just like looking at the out and there's a planet in the distance or whatever maybe there's actually stuff flying by in the other suites i don't know well and it's also worth noting too that the larger rooms uh, have have some uh, so obviously some extra room, but they have a uh, double vanity bathroom, a bar area, and then the, like you said, the two the two windows, right? So they have you know like little almost like a little living room area, uh, and the bar area looks kind of cool, and then you know different amounts of windows depending on depending on which uh, room you have. So very, it's it looks really cool. I, I this I think is the first 
view that we've gotten of the larger rooms, right? Because I think yeah. we kept seeing the picture of just the one room. Now we're actually getting some concept art of like the the grand captain suite, which I don't think we saw before. Yeah, you're correct. You know, we because that's what we were talking about was, you know, the the standard suite seemed like well, you know, if if I have anything other than small kids, this may not work. But the the larger suites look like you know they're meant to fit more adults for sure. But um, yeah, they they just look more spacious, right? Like it looks like they've they've got more room to actually move around in them. I'm laughing at a funny thing in my head where I'm looking at the standard cabin concept art and the guy that's standing in it looks like he's wearing like a Star Lord jacket. And I was thinking <laughs> to myself, how funny would it be to like come to the Star Wars hotel dressed as like a Marvel character? <laughs> like just be completely wrong to do a whole different cosplay. <laughs> oh, oh. Or no, if if you're gonna do wrong cosplay, you have to show up in Star Trek uniform. Oh, that would be funny. That but would... I'm thinking like Star They, they may I not let you as... in though. <laughs> Yeah, they probably won't. But if I show up as Star Lord, I mean, it's still space. I mean, yeah, you know. still, still technically Disney, but would they? Yeah, I'm still in the same area, right? <laughs> um, so yeah, these these rooms look very cool. I, I definitely, you know, listen. I, I'm sure it's going to be super expensive, but who doesn't want to stay in the Grand Captain Suite, right? Right. Um, I would. <laughs> I would do that if I could find six other people that want to go with me. But <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. That would be uh, that would be fun, but we'll we'll have to see. We don't really know what that's going to look like yet. Uh, what those prices are going to look like yet, right? We assume that the prices are going to be cheaper per guest per night for that room, but maybe it's not. I mean, they they haven't actually listed that, right? So, I, I feel that those will be overall more expensive. Like it'll be, yeah. you know, you, you so so it'll probably be like you know how they have the they showed the the sample pricing like two, three, and four. And it may be, you know, Hey, if you want a four person, you have choice A, which is a standard B, B or C. And, and again, those step up more. So like, you know, for the four person, they were saying about 6,000 for a grand captain suite, it could be more like eight or 9,000. I'm thinking. Yeah. 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 Probably. We'll have to find, we'll have to wait and see because they, they haven't released all the pricing yet. Right. So it's just kind of sample right now. So, yeah. Uh, I also want to mention too. So it, it based on, and this is, kind of like a duh thing right like uh staying at the star cruiser guarantees you access to rise of the resistance and uh and to um smugglers run so you you won't have to wait in line for either one of those you'd basically be brought to the front of the line which makes sense i mean i i didn't think of any you, i didn't think that you'd have to wait at all again for paying these prices you're, you're gonna want to go front line to to that stuff right you don't think they would just throw you in the fast pass queue and be yeah, like right We'll come get you when you're done. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, but I, I don't know how that's going to work. I guess we're going to find out, though, right? Like, well, well, that's also you know back when we were you know you were talking about how they they figured out the loading system for Millennium Falcon, right? Like there's there's different loading areas and stuff like yeah, that, right? Is you know there, yeah. there's probably going to be one sectioned off specifically for, um, for yeah, you know people that are on the Star Cruiser. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. We also got um, some more information about the dining experience. So, like, they, they broke it down, basically. On, like, the first night, uh, you're going to be able to go into, uh, you know, it's it's dining in the same place both nights, right? So, yeah. uh, in the, the big dining room. And, it, and it's very much like a cruise where you can do the first or the second dinner seating, right? So, like, you can kind of you can kind of choose which what seating you want. Um, it, it looks like there's 
Well, let, let me see here. So the second night is a taste around the galaxy, uh, and they're going to do a serving of each course, a brief inter- introduction uh, of the names of everything. Uh, there's appetizers, entree, desserts, you know, standard stuff. But breakfast and lunch, again, is in the same room. Uh, so it's in that same that same restaurant for everything. Um, and it looks like it's kind of similar. You know, they're going to have hot and cold breakfast items and blue milk and small bites and sandwiches and all that kind of fun stuff. So now good. Sorry. Look, looking at all this, I, I feel like if you're a picky eater, this may not be, be the place yeah. for you. Yeah. Unless they, unless it's like, you know, Disney anywhere where they're just like the, if you're like, Hey, I don't want anything on here. Can you make me up some like chicken fingers? Like I'm sure they could probably still do that. I would think, <laughs> Yeah, you know what I mean? <laughs> I would think so. I, I don't know. Well, I guess we'll have to see. But then there's the lounge, the sublight lounge, which uh, I guess is a place to get like, you know, drinks and stuff like that. And uh, you can also play that uh, that game. What is that game called? Sabak. Yeah, Sabak. Yeah. yeah. Which does anybody even know how to play that game? I think that I think we saw in the itinerary that there's Sabak training. Like you can learn how to play Sabak. So. Yeah. I, you know, oh, oh so. I've ran into Sabak over the years, like through playing video games, but it's never been, I, I can't think of anywhere where they've like fully been like, okay, here is, you can here's how to actually play it. Right. Yeah. Well, obviously they figured it out. Right. So, <laughs> and then uh, there's going to be an extra add on experience where you can sit at the captain's table uh, for dinner. If you want to, you, you have to pay extra for that, but uh, you can sit at the captain's table, and I, I, the thing I find interesting about this is looking at the concept art. There's like aliens sitting at the table with you. Yeah, I'm, I'm See noticing that? that. Yeah, the, yeah, the, the blue, the blue captain. <laughs> yeah, and th- there's a couple different at the table with you, right? So, yeah, it's that's well, maybe, really maybe these are people in cosplay. Maybe they're not all. Maybe they're not part of the actors that are there. Yeah, because yeah, I don't they know. They said you can dress up like you know however you want but so you know that that'll be confusing (laughs) yeah exactly right yeah you don't know who works there and who doesn't uh but yeah it's it should be that should be interesting i i I mean you know i I probably wouldn't pay for that but it seems like a cool idea yeah so so the description says you get to sit at the captain's table for an especially memorable dinner experience so obviously it's like it's like a next level show yeah which i don't know how they're going to do that because it's you know they've they've already said that it's it's dinner and a show that you're getting at the base. So what what could they do extra for the captain's table? Well, that's why I'm thinking some of like the the actors that are are, are going to be really made up as like alien you know species. They're going to be sitting at the table with you and having conversations with you. Right. I feel like that's the only thing you could do, right? I don't know. But, I guess we'll I guess we'll yeah. see. <laughs> but but then I, I I can see people getting mad because you know. And sorry, the, this is the this is the silly side of this is, you know, people are used to like character meals or, or you know, um, a show like Hoopty Doo where, you know, you go and you watch it and, and it is interactive. You know, people come come in and interact with you during these shows and during the, these meals. But if it's like if if this captain's table is like you're sitting there and or, you know, if, if you're not at the captain's table and you're watching all this stuff go on at the captain's table. I can see where it would feel like you're missing out. 
Oh, for sure. Right. right? Like, like I, and, I can see people getting since, mad about that. <laughs> oh yeah. People are definitely going to get mad about that. Especially yeah. since the table is going to be like centrally located. Like they're, they specifically went out of their way to say it's like got the best view of the stage. Right. So, yeah. I mean, it looks like it, like you can see the stage in the background on the picture and yeah. And there's like people all around and stuff like that. So yeah, we should probably wrap this up pretty soon. It's because we want to talk about the magic key and we're getting, we're pretty far along here. Okay. So, <laughs> so yeah, we'll, we'll come back to this later as we learn more, but you know, that but ton of information about this, right? Two so. more things I want to mention though, really quick. Yeah. So they released a sample three day itinerary and I looked at it. And to me, this tells me that they are going to, you know, you guys were worried about like everybody showing up for lightsaber training. Mm -hmm. This to me tells me that they're going to schedule people like you're going to have some time for the free stuff, but it seems like there's going to be like, okay, you have freedom from this time to this time, but the other times one o'clock, you're going to be on the bridge and then, you know, two o'clock, you're going to be lightsaber training. You know what I mean? It kind of seems like there's going to be a, a structure to it of some sort. Yeah. So, so then, um, I was talking about this with my, with my family. Cause you know, we were, we were looking at this and, um, the question I brought up is, you know, the, the sample itinerary is, is it like a, a couple of preset itineraries? So you can't change it or you can only change pieces of it. Or is it like, a you can pick everything you want because, then I could see it being like, you know, I want to do lightsaber training all day, right? Like, <laughs> well, it's probably like a, you can do it once or twice type of thing, and you got to like schedule yeah. it ahead of time, right? You know, you got to, you'll have to make a schedule for this, or like maybe you can select it once you're on board, but it's going to be like a certain amount of people can do it at a time, right? Right. Like we have this slot of time slot available, this time slot available. Like I feel like it's going to be like fast passes almost, you know, where it's like, we have a certain amount for each time slot and you have to pick which one you want. Just what my guess is. Cause that's the only way you can do it to avoid overcrowding. Right. So, yeah. So I just I realized that I'm confusing space chess with Sabak and someone's going to call me out on that. Oh really? Yeah. I, so I was <laughs> thinking Sabak was the, was the, Isn't chess the card play? game. No, yeah, yeah. Game, it was right? the card game. I, I was thinking of the the chess that they play on the 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 three D chess the thing that they do Falcon. on the Millennium Falcon. Yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah. this, yeah. So yeah, Sabak is a card game, which again, you know, it'll be interesting. <laughs> the only thing, I, the only last thing I want to share about this because it made me laugh really hard <laughs> is that there is an FAQ on the Galactic Star Cruiser website uh, that you know it has an FAQ on there, and it, and one of the questions is. Does Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser really take passengers into space? <laughs> hmm. Why? I mean, listen, I understand that there are going to, I mean, there are people that ask cast members if they can put the dome up over, you know, Magic Kingdom because it's raining. Like, there are people that don't get <laughs> reality sometimes, right? But, like, the fact that they have to put this on here is hilarious to me. <laughs> you know, yeah, I mean, the thing is, like, so I'll, I'll use Space 220 as another example of this. Is you know, yeah. I was describing it to my son, and I said, "Yeah, you know, you get in an elevator, and you go up to you know this, this, or you go up this tower to Space 220, space and it's above yeah, Earth." Yeah, yeah. And my son, you know, you know, innocently looked at me as a child and said, "You know, do we really go up into space?" <laughs> That's a child question. And, and, right? and I yeah. went and, and, you know, me being the adult, I absolutely did not shatter his, his beliefs. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, for sure. You know, th th this is happening. We're doing this. Right. So I, I can, 
I can see that, and and I can see why they would need to put that kind of disclaimer on there. But you know, I I guess you know, you know, for children. So I'm I'm trying to be delicate about this because you know I I don't want to shatter anyone's worldviews, but you know, Disney doesn't do impossible things. They don't. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. <laughs> and, and I guess, I guess if, if you're believing that and you're actually going to the Star Cruiser thinking that that's going to happen, um, yeah, that's, I mean, here's yeah. the, Trevor, you know that there's going to be somebody though, right? There's going to be that one person that is going to complain on that ship. Right. Like, I thought I was going to space. Or, right? or they're going to ask why you can't drop me off closer to home instead of in Florida. Yeah, the, you know this is going to happen. Like it's a hundred percent going to happen. Like Can't that's you just why land it near the near the Pacific Ocean instead of the Atlantic. That's <laughs> exactly that's exactly why they have this, and the people are still there's going to be that person. Yeah, yeah, so. I know. <laughs> okay, well, now we could talk about the new Disneyland annual pass replacement. Don't call it annual pass, right? Because magic. Not, it's called Magic Key, which I. When at first, when I first heard it, I was like, "That's an odd name." I feel like it's a little weird, but except it's I don't not. hate it. I don't hate it. No, I kind of like it. <laughs> so it's actually I like it. It's actually a playback to when the they had the ticket books. Yeah. So. Yep. Yeah. No. I. I at first I just thought it was an odd name, and then I was like, "Oh, okay. You know what? I do like it. I, I take it back." Yeah. Um. So do you want to go through this? Let's let's go through these here. Yeah. So so um, they announced the the new Magic Key program, which um, is, so this is specific to Disneyland, just so that nobody ha- is has any misconceptions. This is not happening in Disney World. Um, there's four different tiers to it. So there's the the Dream Key, which comes in at thirteen ninety nine for a year. Uh, the Believe Key, which is nine forty nine a year. The Enchant Key, which is six forty nine a year, and the Imagine Key, which is three ninety nine a year. These different tiers have different, or so the dream key, the highest tier is no blockout dates. You just can use it whenever. And it has the highest discount on merchandise and dining. Going down the and, list. Sorry. And you can also book the most reservations at a time. So yes, yeah, so six, piece of, six yeah, reservations. Big, yeah. Yeah. So a big piece of the magic key program is that people will have to book ahead of time, which was a, a system that they put in place before the pandemic happened. Right. So like they had that, they had that booking thing where you had to book at a certain time. Right. So that was a thing. And mm-hmm. now they're that's, this is the same thing, but basically you could do six reservations at a time booked up to 90 days in advance. Then, For the dream key. Yeah. And then and then stepping down. So the believe key is still six reservations um, with some blockout dates. And then um, <laughs> actually, here, here's the one thing that's interesting. So so the dream key gets free parking. The believe key gets 50% off of parking and 10% merchandise mm-hmm. and 10% dining. So they're already splitting those things out. I feel like if you do the math on that, if you're going enough, that it's probably cheaper to get the dream key, right? With how much parking costs and the discount if, difference, right? If you're if you're local and you're there like every week, yeah, I mean, I could definitely see that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, yeah, the the enchant key is so. This is where you know stepping down again. Enchant is four theme park reservations. Um, no, <laughs> no discount on parking. Um, 
block out dates, 10% merchandise and 10% dining. So same as the believe there. And then the more imagine key. key, more block, more block out date, blackout dates than, uh, than the believe key. Right. So like, as we go down here, there's more and more blackout dates. Yeah. And then, and then, yeah, the imagine key is the lowest tier, which is available in Southern California only. So this is like the equivalent of the gold pass for Florida residents. Um, or actually, no, there, there was a one below the floor, the gold pass wasn't there. At one point, I think there was. I don't. Yeah. I don't know if there still is. Wasn't there a silver? Yeah, I think there was a silver. But yeah, yeah. So this one, you only get two theme park reservations, and you get the the ten percent uh, merchandise and dining discounts. Um. So the, yeah, the the interesting, like I said, the the interesting thing about this is how how quickly the, they scale down, right? Like like you said, you know, if if you're somebody that's planning to go there on a semi semi-regular basis it it almost i feel like you know the rationalization behind stepping up to the next tier is you know yeah just i mean parking alone could be enough to justify paying the extra money just so you don't have to pay for parking yeah yeah Yeah, no you gotta i think you gotta do the math on this right yeah i don't what is what is part what does parking go for these days at disneyland i don't even know um How much does it cost? Uh, twenty five per vehicle for the first hour, plus ten for the wait. Is that right? They charge you by the hour. Uh, my, my lack of Disneyland knowledge here. <laughs> Daily parking rates? No, twenty five dollars per car. Okay, I, I yeah. saw something that said ten dollars per additional hour, but I don't know where that was coming from. Um, yeah, that that was weird. I I saw that too. Oh, oh search, wait, but... I think I think I was seeing Downtown Disney. Okay, never mind. Ah. Oh yeah, oh yeah, that makes sense. So for a theme park, it's twenty five dollars, right? So fifty percent um, off of that is what? Uh, math, math, math. <laughs> Twelve fifty, right? Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I don't know. It just feels like it's probably worth it at some point, especially if you're going a lot. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you got to think about it. You know, if if you're planning to go there even a couple of times a month, you know, that's you know three times that's over a, a month. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that, but, that adds a fast. And then especially, you know, I don't know what the blackout dates look like. Blackout or blockout? I feel like they use both terms. Blackout, blockout, whatever. But let's go with blackout. <laughs> but I mean that okay. that's the same as uh I, again as it's always been. It's it's busy times like around Easter and Christmas. Um on the higher tier ones, you know, those are those are the blackouts. I know with the old um SoCal one, they actually had blackouts going from like June to August. Yeah. So so August. they basically yeah. Yeah, it was basically, you know, you, they don't want you there during the summer. <laughs> well, this is, you know, truthfully, this isn't all that different than the Disney World passes, right? I mean, the difference here is the amount of theme park reservations you have at a time, the booking ahead of time. Although we, we you have that now, right? You know, right now you still have to book ahead of time, right? At the for the park, so yeah, that exists. Um, you know, and it, it, I think the only difference is the there's no real difference in the uh, merchandise discounts and, and all that stuff, right? It's pretty straight across the way. But, you know, I saw people mentioning, do, do they photo pass at Disneyland? I don't even know. That's a good question. They do. Um, it, but it's, it's not included in this. No. It, so, yeah. And and uh, same, I don't know if they were offering Max Pass as well to AP or if there was a discount on the Max Pass either. Interesting. Okay. I'd have to go back and look at that. But but yeah, so so th- this really is just your park admission and parking with yeah. and yeah. The, yeah, the usual discounts, which even the discounts like um I don't remember there being or yeah, I, I remember 
you know, looking at the discounts before, and there wasn't, or at least for DVC, there wasn't a ton of discounts, but for annual pass holders, um, it was like a flat 20% before. Yeah. Now they're tiering and they're saying, you know, hey, you know, on the lower tiers, you don't get as much of a discount, which again, you know, all like you said, doing all the math, it's like you have to kind of think about if you're, um, you know, if you're planning to go there a lot and you're planning to eat the food and stuff like that, the higher tiers make sense. But I think the other reason that they're not doing the heavy discounts or actually, it's, sorry, it's maybe it's kind of backwards thinking that, but, you know, they know that, you know, if somebody's getting the lower tier, you know, they're not, they're not going there and spending as much on food anyway. So why give them the discount? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. But, but I guess if you gave them a discount, they'd be more inclined to spend money there. I don't know. It's, it's yeah. yeah, it's, it's hard to, yeah, it's a good question, right? So what I'm wondering, though, is how different are these prices from I'm just trying to Google to find out like what the what the prices were previously, because I I just don't remember. I mean, I'm sure we talked about it, but um, and I'm just looking back at 2019. See here. So the signature plus passport was 1399. The signature was 1149. Deluxe was 799. Southern California was three ninety nine. So the the prices don't seem all that different, right? I mean, yeah. In some ways, you know, I mean, I, I, I'm sure the tiers are not exactly the same, right? <laughs> so, um, yeah, I'm just looking. Hmm. Yeah, I think. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, the prices haven't changed much, but I think it's the the benefits have changed. The benefits changed, yeah, yeah. So, so it's the reservations and and the different discounts. And I think, yeah, I I think Disney did this because if they if they just went and changed this while everybody was, you know, still annual pass holders, then they'd have to grandfather in a bunch of people because you know people would, or and actually they were already doing this before. Is that there was people that had been grandfathered in from various points in Disneyland because they changed the passes a couple of times, but as long as they kept renewing their pass, they, they couldn't change the policies around it. So I think, you know, unfortunately, you know, it took a pandemic for them to, you know, they took that opportunity to basically like wipe the slate clean and say, you know, start from scratch. Yeah, no, this is what we're offering and that's it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's true. Yeah. I, you know, I, it's interesting. I mean, and I don't, think we should read into this at all for Disney World. They're very different places. You know, over 50%, I think it was over 50%, I think I read 60% of the the visitors to Disneyland were annual pass holders. And they had to do something about that. Like, they have to to manage that better, right? Uh, And and that was, it was kind of a problem. So this was something they had to do. And and I think what works at Disney World doesn't necessarily work at Disneyland and vice versa, right? They're just different places, different people, uh, a different like population going there. Uh, It's it's just a whole kind of different setup. So what one thing I should point out on here that or so I I mentioned this to you earlier was the so with the reservations, they, they let you do so many reservations within 90 days. But then if you're a no show for your reservations, Oh yeah. Um, so after, if you miss, so you have to cancel your reservations up to 11 PM the day before you were supposed to use the reservation. So you have to cancel it the night before. 
if you don't and you're a no-show, if you do that three times within 90 days, they actually block you from making reservations for a month. So, yeah. so I mean, that that's pretty substantial if you think about it. And, and I think it's good that they've done that because it stops people, you know, like you were saying, that there was an issue with a bunch of people having annual passes and I think if they if they didn't set up something like this around it, you would have a bunch of people just booking reservations to the park going, you know, well, maybe I'll go or, you know, whatever, I'll just hold on to it just in case. But um, that really limits other people that, you know, you know, people coming from out of town that are trying to go that can't get a reservation because there's just yeah. people holding on to it, right? Well, yeah, because that was that was how it was right before the pandemic, right? Like right towards the beginning of the pandemic. Didn't they have it set up so you had to book ahead of time anyway, right? Like, and so maybe they realized that they, that was a, becoming a problem. <laughs> like, yeah, know? they they were doing that, but I, I remember there was a bunch of of uh, um, static around that too. That yeah, people were they they didn't like i mean yeah obviously they didn't like the having to to book ahead and all that because yeah you know the the whole idea that a lot of people had is like you said they're local they figure well i'll just show up whenever and and it was also creating um you know it was creating problems because people were being entitled about it like sure. they they were like you know i'm an i'm an annual pass holder i live nearby you know you know i don't you know i don't care that you're busy get out of my way. Right. Like this is, yeah. yeah, Unfortunately, like you said, you know, I think it is going to help kind of reset a lot of that expectation and make sure that people understand that you're not there to just, it's not your park. It's still Disneyland. (laughs) Yeah. 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 But yeah, it's, you know, it is, it is interesting how they're doing this. I like the idea. I'm sure that that, that whole cancellation policy came from lessons learned from before, right? So, yeah, now, wasn't it like the flex pass or something like that? I forget, I forget what it was called. Well, there was the talked about it. there was the 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 SoCal Sun Pass or something. There there was one pass that like gave you access to a couple of different parks, but it was like yeah, a couple of days yeah. in each park. Yeah, they they've got a whole bunch of or they had a bunch of crazy stuff down there in California. Now now I guess there there's something. You know what? Okay, forget. You know, I'm going to touch on this because I think it might be for some fun conversation in the group. So we had a previous derogatory term for annual pass holders. Can't say that. (laughs) You're right. I'm not going to say it. But but you know how do you how do you flip that with a magic key holder or like what? (laughs) <laughs> keyhole yeah keyhole yeah. <laughs> it's not the same but you know <laughs> yeah oh, <gosh>. <laughs> <laughs> but no, so, I, feel, listen, I feel like there's even a, a more clever version of this somewhere i just listen, yeah, what are yeah. you trying to say that this wasn't what are you talking about you don't no, think no, that the, was clever the, i mean oh, but but that, that's that's the direct analog from the previous term i'm saying I went that for the lowest hanging fruit yes yeah I'm, <laughs> I'm saying there's there's probably even some someone may have something more creative than that that yeah, no, neither right. of us would think of <laughs> yeah no you're totally right about that yeah. um yeah so <laughs> oh boy i think we should end this <laughs> yeah. we're at an hour and 45 I, I think minutes i think we're good for today time to end yeah. uh but yeah so in the group if you want to come up with a better name that's not uh explicit let yeah let's keep it pg as we always do so 
By the way, the the um the magic keys will start being sold on August twenty fifth. So uh, soon that's gonna that's gonna be happening. So yeah. Oh yeah. So yeah. You'll I, I guess for anyone on the West Coast, yeah. If you if you're looking to get your your not your annual pass, your magic key, then yeah. Make I think sure it's you- just weird that I, I know we're really out of time here, but it's just weird to me that they're avoiding that because it's still an annual pass. You can still go as much as you want. Yeah. I mean, just outside of the black uh, blackout dates, right? I don't know. And anyway, <laughs> let's let's wrap it up. Yeah, let, let's wrap it up. Okay. All right, guys. So uh, as usual, if you guys want to get a hold of us, you can always find us at welcomehomepodcast at gmail dot com. We love hearing from you guys. We, you know, I, I say this every week, but you know, you, you guys are great to us. You, you send us stuff all the time, and uh, you know, we we try our best to respond back to it. You know, like Tom said in the past, you know, we when we get emails from you guys, we we're not always able to respond the same day. I know Tom looks at it the most. Um, and yeah, it's just because of work and everything. If if we don't respond back to you right away, it's not because we're ignoring you. It's just, you know, we're busy. <laughs> so I think the keep, best place to get us is probably the Facebook page. Yeah. The, yeah. Outside of that, you know, you know, we are, we are very active on Facebook. So you, you can always reach out to us directly on Facebook as welcome home podcast, or you can go into the Facebook group, which is welcome home Disney waitlist. If you're not in there already. And, uh, and it's not just us, you know, you know, you can interact with other people that have asked questions on the show. You can, you know, get in on the memes or just the general discussion that, that always comes up in there, which I think is great. Um, and I'll remind everybody as usual, you know, make sure if you haven't subscribed to our YouTube channel, uh, it's welcome home podcast or Instagram, welcome home picks. Those are, um, great places to be when we get back to regular cadence of actually going to the parks and we can actually post stuff. Um, I realize, you know, you know, we're talking about doing a live show, uh, later in the fall here, when we get to the point of actually doing the meetup, you know, you know, there'll be some opportunity there to possibly join us for some sort of live stream as well. So, yeah. uh, you know, make sure you guys have that, uh, subscribed for, for things like that. Um, last but not least, uh, so, and I, sorry, Tom, I should have asked you this before the show, but we're going to do this live on the show. Um, okay. have we changed the store yet? No, no. Okay. No. So it's, a, it's on my to-do list. Okay. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. So, so we are going to move our store to, to uh, Teespring. So yeah. with the same place you ordered the haunted uh, river country shirts, um, we're going to move our, our store over there, uh, for a variety of reasons, but it's, it's, it's going to take some time to do that. So, right. So, yeah. So the, the thing about that is it doesn't mean that we're going to start selling the haunted river country stuff through the main store. Um, that, that is gone. Uh, but if you still want welcome home podcast merchandise, you can find it on store.welcomehomepodcast.com. And, you know, in the future we'll have new shirts and stuff like that. So stay tuned for, for new things coming as far as merchandise and t-shirts, which, uh, I'm kind of excited about. I don't know about you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, yeah, and, sure. and last but not least, if you guys want to uh, leave us a review on iTunes or any other service, please do so. We love seeing those. Um, and I've gotten a ton lately. I don't know what's going yeah. on. Well, like people have been posting reviews like a, a bunch lately, which is great. I, yeah. I, please post well, more. I, as long I, as you know, may, maybe they're actually listening this far into the episode because <laughs> I, I don't know. Maybe we, I don't know what we did different that, uh, Who knows? that is making people listen. <laughs> Podcasts are weird. <laughs> 
Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, don't forget to subscribe to Welcome Home Podcast so you can be reminded every time we release a new episode. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, TuneIn, Stitcher, Spotify, any place you can find podcasts, you can find us. Just search for Welcome Home. Look for the one that's Disney and DVC. Just a reminder to our listeners, Welcome Home Podcast is for entertainment only. We are not employed by the Walt Disney Company, and as such, all opinions we express on this show are our own. So please consult a Dis- uh, DVC representative or Disney cast member for more information about anything we talked about today. Huge thank you, as always, to DVC Rental Store for uh, sponsoring this episode and sponsoring the show, being longtime friends of the show. Uh, we really appreciate that. So if you got some extra points floating around out there, members, go check out DVC Rental Store. Make some money off your points. Or if you're looking into DVC and you want to rent uh, some DVC points out, go check them out, too. Uh, so join us next time for more Disney Parks discussion. Of course, more DVC talk. We hope to see you all real soon. This is Skipper Albert Awol, the voice of the jungle, signing off from Welcome Home Podcast on the DVC. Do a when we hit a chair, how she can cuddle if not.